Okay, let's begin Parshas Tetzava. We'll start with a summary. <coughs> Parsha the Big Day Kahuna. So first of all, it starts off with the Shemen, which is a bit strange. We'll talk a little bit about it. And then we go into the materials that are going to use and a list of the Begadim. It's interesting, we only list six out of the eight Begadim. Hopefully we'll get to that as well. First, the Begadim that we talk about is the aphid, which is a mix of all those different fibers. Um, then the Cheshev discusses the belt of it. And then it goes into Avni Shayam, that goes on the shoulder pads. We then go into the Mishbet Sois and the Shar Shois, which were the settings on the shoulder uh, straps. And that went down into these roped, golden uh, ropes that went down to the Chayshen. The Chayshen was again mixed with the different types of fibers. And then it goes into the Urmatumim and the stones of the Chayshen. Then we describe the Me'il, which is fully, completely Tchelas. And it goes into the pomegranate, the remind, the bells and the pomegranates, and the isser of having the opening of the neck opening in a way that could rip. They had to enforce it to make sure it wouldn't rip. Then that we go into the tzitz, that goes on to Aaron Akayin's uh, forehead. It actually sat on the mitznevis, not on his forehead itself, uh, like we would put the tefillin, but above it, because he had to put the tefillin under it. And the ksoynas, which was made fully of linen, it was white. The ksoynas was like a, a fitted shirt, and it had sleeves, and it went all the way down. Then comes the inauguration of the Kehanim. They brought them to the oil Mayed, and it was told to prepare the three different carbonas that were there, and to bring, start dressing Aaron and his sons. Then they offer the carbonas. There's a tnufa involved. They wave them. There's lechamim. There's 30 loaves of bread involved. They bring one parchatos to make for the eagle. Uh, she says, an ayol la'ayla, which was totally burnt up, and the rest of it was burnt mechus la'machana. And then there was an ayol that was a shlamin, which part of it actually Moshe Rabbeinu ate, because Moshe was the koyen being makriv on behalf of the Bailam, which was Aaron and his sons. So Moshe actually ate uh, the matnus kahuna of the shlamin, and they ate, like the Bailam, the rest of the shlamin. The chazav shaykh, the mitzvah of chazav shaykh over here, was niskadesh to be the gifts of the koyen from every carbon shlamin going ahead in the future. And then the pasuk goes into carbon tamid, and finally it ends off with the mizbeach haket hayres. Okay, ah, shalom welcome back. Okay, so that's the summary. Let's give a little bit of an introduction over here. It's amazing that we find that Parsha Tzavah always comes around Parsha, the, the story, uh, Purim time, and that is, it's the Parsha of dressing up. So we got it. And we know that the remez to the fact that Achishver is dressed up in the Big Dekuna is from this week's Parsha as well. There's going to be a lot more connections we'll share with you as we go through it. Amazing stuff. Another thing we find is that uh, Hashem is missing from the Megillah, and Moshe is missing from the Parsha. Both of them are hinted to. We'll speak about that in a moment. But that's another, another connection between the Parsha and Megillah's Esther. Okay, so one major thing we see from this Parsha, and something that we speak about in Purim as well, is the importance of dress. The focus on externals. And we like to say, oh, externals mean nothing. But we see very, very clearly from this Parsha, externals, I don't know if it means everything, but almost everything. The whole Sefer HaChinuch says that the Tayyang Mitzvahs are based on the fact that what you do with your body affects your insights. That's how you get to your insights. You get to your insights through the conduit of your outsides. So the outsides play a tremendous, important role and the whole meaning of dressing up on Purim. Some people dress down on Purim, but we've spoken about that in the past already in Chapshirim, 
the difference between dressing up and dressing down. But we'll talk a little bit about what Akashvirus was doing wearing the big day kuna as well very soon. So there's, that's this uh, major connection over here. Very strangely, the, right away, the, the thing that jumps out at you at the parasha over here is, we spoke the whole last week's parasha about the construction of the Mishkan. A bunch of kalim, and we're discussing all the kalim, the structure, the building, the, the top, the roof, the walls, everything. And now we're going into the big day kuna. But we'll, we'll wait. Wait, we forgot one thing. The oil for the menorah. We forgot that. And then even worse, you get to the last, last piece of the bar show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, post postscript, we forgot something else. The Mizbeach like fell off the map. We lost the... What happened over here? What happened over here? Um, so one shot is, once we're shifting off of the actual construction of the Mishkan, so then we're going to start talking about the Avaidah. The Avaidah starts with the big Dekuna. But, but to, in order to do the Avaidah, you need the Neirais, which is a very Shverup shot, in, in my opinion, because you didn't do the Avaidah to the Neirais. The Neirais were lit at night. According to some Shittas, they were lit in the morning too. But even according to the Shittas, they were lit in the morning. We're going to see a, li- a bit later on, Pazak of Aleph, it says it was a Chukas Oilam for Aaron and his children. It was a Chaik. You know why it was a Chaik? Because the Gemara says that all the 40 years they were in the Midbar, a Klaizol had x-ray vision and night vision. The Amura Eish gave everybody the capacity to see whatever they wanted at night. There was no need for a Menoyer in the Mishkan. So what was the point of it? It was a chaik. So don't tell me, what? Well, no, because even by day it was dark. It was totally enclosed. There was no external light. It was pitch black in there, except for the Neiris and a little flame on the Mizmerich Akhtaris. That's it. There was nothing going on there. But says the Gemara that Kleiso miraculously saw even by night and even in through things in closets. So there was no need for it. That's the chaik. That's what it says. It's to show that Akashbar was Kleiso. The point of the Menorah was not for functional use. So what on earth is Pshat that the Ner comes now? So I set up shot many years ago. I happen to like it. I don't know if I heard it from anyone, but what can I say? I like it. When we speak about what to put into the Mishkan, we're putting into the Mishkan how many kalim? You're putting in a shulkan, you're putting in an arin, you're putting in the menorah, you're putting in the mizbeach That's what we're putting in there, right? Ah, oh, there's something we're going to put in, but it's safe for last, because once you put it in, it's going to fill up the whole Mishkan. Like the famous story of the king who made a contest. Who could fill up the room the most? And one guy came and he brought in sand. You know, wow, mom has filled up the room. Yeah, and the other guy came in and he, and he put in, uh, you know, I don't know what. <laughs> he put in, and there was a chach on me. He wasn't nervous. He's not bringing tractors and trailers of anything. He's not doing anything. And they, they come for the competition, and the king goes to the one room. Mom is full, yeah? Okay, but there's still a drop of space. He comes to the other room of sand, and he turns to this chach who didn't do anything. What did you do? He says, king, open the door, you'll see. And he opens up the door. He filled the room with light. <clears throat> There's not an iota, a tiniest space in the room that doesn't have light. Between the sand kernels, there's still a drop of space. But there was no crack or crevice where the light didn't extend. I'd like to say that that's the Indian over here. This is also part of the furniture of the Mishkan. Nobody wants to go into an empty house. Well, the real furniture is the R, the light. 
I want to spell too. The, the, the Balaturim says, the the first two words. Titzave is gematria. Zog the Balaturim, Noshim Tzave. Command the women. The women are in charge of encouraging the husband and the sons to learn Taira. I'd like to say, of course, Oira Zu Taira. She's in charge of the Nairais. Perhaps even more so, she's in charge of the mood of the home. Maybe the husband's in charge of the mood of the home. I'm not sure. But you could fill the home with light. She's you, in charge of her husband's mood. <laughs> that could be. But there's a Ramah in the Smash, Masha, not like that. That's right. There's a Ramah in the Smash that the husband has to come home happy and leave happy. Smash that he's Kavir the mood. But, but the Vart is the mood. You could. The house is packed with Simcha. That's a Jewish home. The Mishkon was packed. Not just with the Arayin Shulchan Menoyim is It's empty. You go into the Mishkan, you say it's empty. Ooh, feels so not Hamish, you know? So empty. No, it's filled with light. And that goes before the Avaida of the Kayhan and before the Begadim. Be'etzem, it's a Chelek. Right, Be'etzem, I'm learning it's a Chelek of, of, of the, what's it called? of the structure and the building of the Mishkan. Why it's over here? Because Saif Saif, it was something you had to do every day. So it, it was a chilek of Havoyda. It wasn't for the Havoyda, but it was a chilek of the Havoyda. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, for Atos, we know that Moshe Abedin's name is missing. One of the reasons why it's missing in this week's Barsha is because next week's Barsha is when he said to Hashem to erase him. And Hashem kept on pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And this is the last parasha before Moshe Rabbeinu said Mechini. So Hashem erased it from this last, last opportunity. That's one reason that is brought down. Another reason why it's brought down is because this is the parasha that really glorifies Kahuna, which Moshe lost. Because Moshe kept on telling Hashem, send Aaron, send Aaron, send Aaron. Oh, Hashem said, oh, great, I'll send Aaron. You lost it. And because it'll be a stickle Agmas Nefesh, it's like Moshe takes a back seat over here in this parasha. Even though, of course, he was doing it, he was leading it, he was... But to mention his name is a, a bit insensitive. Um, but that's... Uh, uh, the Vilna Goyen says the famous shot that it's hinted to in the 101 Psukim. Because Moshe, the hidden part of Moshe, is here. If you spell Mem, the end of Mem is hidden from the Mem. And if you spell Shin, the Yud Nun is hidden from the Shin. And if you spell out Hey, the Aleph is hidden from the Hey. And if you get Mem, Yud Nun, Aleph, you get 101. The entire parish is Moshe Rabbeinu. But behind the scenes, like the entire Purim story, Miguel Esther is the Abishter, but behind the scenes. Okay. Causes Lambar, it has to be pressed specifically Lambar. The Bali Drasha will say, Cause this when there's pressure, Lama R. That's what brings out the true light of Christ. So, sadly, you know we get trampled, but the pressure does something. Does you go to yeshiva and you have long hours and, and you're learning Hebrew and Yiddish and Navi and Allah and Gemara and four subjects in English? Crazy! It's impossible. You come out an enlightened Jew. What can we say? Cusses. Lama or yes, it's pressure, but that's what works for Kla Yisrael. That's what we say. Toivach is dover may reishisai. This is another reason why some say this is brought out over here. The ata titzaves bnei Yisrael. This is a commandment for all of Kla Yisrael because they had to do it from the start. All the other things that were donated in the Mishkan, donate yarn, donate uh, wool, donate this. You didn't have to raise a sheep. L'shem the Mishkan and grow its wool to shave the Mishkan, and shave its wool for the Mishkan. 
The combed wool, some say the combing maybe should be Lashem the Mishkan. The dyeing had to be Lashma. But with the R from the moment that it's squeezed, it had to be Kasez Lama'ar. Toiv that's hinted to in the Ma'ar, it has to be Lashem Shemayim, not like Elisha ben Avuya, where his Aschala was a bit Mikulkal. Okay. So we said why it's called the Achaik. Let's go to Peichav Ches Pasuk Beis. So from the words of Ferris, we knew that Akashverish also put on big day kudos. What was Akashverish thinking? What was he thinking? He wasn't trying to tease and antagonize the Jews. We learned earlier the silver and gold beds caused a jealousy. He didn't want jealousy. He didn't want bad feelings. He didn't want any animosity at his party. What's he doing? He's going to spiral the Jews and depress them by wearing the big day kuna? So. By the, by the second party, he didn't wear it? Uh, only the first one. Okay, here. I hear. Could be. But anyway, what I wanted to say, why is he doing it in in the first place? I was learning when he learned, like the ger that came to Ilal. And he says, I'll only be a ger if I wear the big day kuna gadayla. Shammai kicked him out. He goes, Ilal, Ilal accepts, and he starts teaching him. And one day, he overhears little children learning. They say, Azar, Azar that puts on big day kuna, and Akar, if you must. And he says, if a yid with good teichos, Puts on these begotten and goes into the face of English, he dies. Me, I'm a gar, I'm a nobly like Kosher Why did this gar make such a crazy condition in the first place? Oh, if I get to wear the big day too, no, I'm in. I think the shot is a gar is someone who's driven to godless. He's making a big, huge step and change in his life. And he said to himself, I'm only going to make this big step if I could get the furthest I could go. And if Ta'aruin Akoyim can't serve without the begotten, because Chazal say, begotten alav kuhunasai alav, ain't begotten alav, he's considered a czar, you need the begotten to lead you to that next level. And I'm only going to become a garifah if I can make it to the top. I'm not making this jump to go halfway. It was a good, it was a good drive. Perhaps that same thing was with Akashverish. He ruled 127 countries. He's the entire ruler of the world. What more could he do? Oh, he could elevate a little bit in the Olam Aruchni. There's one more thing he could do. Kuna Gedayla. It's one more step. If he puts on the big day Kuna, ah, that'll elevate, elevate him on a higher level even beyond the Megashmias of the entire physical world. That's what I want to learn. It wasn't bad. We'll see soon from a Kliyakar that gives a Peladig of chat also in what Akashverish was doing. Okay. I think it was the Chizkuni, I don't remember, who says that by the Kalim, the Kalim had to be made Lishmi, right? But did the actual artisans and craftsmen have to have the Kavonus Hadvarim within them? All the Kabbalistic insights and kavanas and everything? No. No. The one in charge, the manager, Betzalel, he was Betzel Kel. Right? But when it came to the big day kuna, only a select few people were able to make it who were able to have kavana. Besides for the general lishma, they were able to be mechavimli in yonam, what they were trying to do up in Shemayim with all of these begotten. That's the Indian of Chachme Lev and also Rach uh, Achma. The Begadim. The Begadim was a separate thing. I guess this is the part. The Begadim had to do something when you put them on. It had to elevate the Kayim.
And that needed some deeper kavanis in the making of them themselves. Okay, Pasuk Dalit. So we go through a list, and the list uh, skips to. It says, Choshen, Eifoid, Me'il, Sainis, Tashbeis, Mitznefes, Avnit. Six. We're missing the tits, we're missing the Mechnesai. There's different shatim. Some say the tits was not a begin. It's a Tachshit. And there's only seven begadim connected to Shiva Rikiyos. Why do we say eight? Since the eight things, most of them are begadim, we refer to them as the Shmoyna Begudim. <laughs> but really, there's only Shiva begadim connected to Shiva Rikiyim. And that's it. Because the, the, the tzitz was a tachshit, not a garment. Other Bshadim say, Pumbaket. The tzitz of Adam was a beggar. The Mechnasayim was not Lechavoy to Lissifaris. We're talking about Lechavoy to Lissifaris. The Mechnasayim was just a black erva. It's not, not Lechavoy to Lissifaris. It's not in this list. Okay. So how were they woven? Just stamma pashatarashi, usva se eifoid. How did they make it? Zav, tchelas, agavan, tela, shani, vishes, masa. So, what? Why is it not According to this sheet, I don't know. I don't know. Could be it was also, it's like a different thing. It's a takshit. You want to know if it's considered part of the big thing? Yeah. But so if it wasn't a garment, I guess. Okay. What we list the, the different things. It was made out of gold. Tchelas, Argaman, Telashani, Vesheish, Marsar. So it was four fibers plus gold. Rashi explains how this was done. Rashi says the gold was first poured into very, very thin sheets and then sliced along the edges into extremely thin strips to create golden wires. Golden wires. And then what happened is with the four other fibers, you had six of each of them plus a golden, a golden wire with it. And that would be stranded into one strand. And then all the 24 with the now added four strands of gold with them. So pretty much you ended up with seven over here. Six of tcheles plus a gold. Six of linen plus a gold. Six of argaman with the gold. And six of shari with all. Each one of them had the gold with it. And you ended up with a thing of 28 stranded thing. You know how thick that clothing was? I don't know if it was. You got hot. What? Would they allow to use steel or, or metal for the, when you're preparing these, these strips or for cutting the garments or anything? I don't see why not. Yeah, it was just the, just the Mizbech. Yeah. Okay. So this is just how, how it was made. Rashi goes over here and is described. What's this aphid? It was actually Rashi before. Goes into what the Eifah was, Pasuk Vav. And here we talk about the Cheshev Eifah. This belt played a big role in things. Let me explain why. Because later on, the Pasuk refers to the Me'il as Me'il HaEifah. The Me'il of the Eifah. Okay? And Rashi explains it to mean, it's not the Me'il of the Eifah, it's the Eifah belted Me'il. Like they function together. It was the Eifah belted Me'il. It's almost like, what was the Me'il? It was a belted thing. Where was the belt? On the aphid. And it's almost like the whole purpose of the aphid. Forget about the fact that it, it held on to the Chayshen. It sounds like the purpose of the aphid was the belt. What's with this belt? And Rashi makes this whole thing, this big discussion, different shame, how this aphid was made. Rashi gives a whole description of it. Well, is, Rashi says that the belt was from behind. What's the Indian of the belt being behind? Listen to this, Rav Schwab. <laughs> Ready for this? He says that the aphid was Mechaper Favoy Oh, oh, for here, who I leave? For here, who I leave? Shalom, Says, says Rav Schwab. 
we find that Avaid Zara Kolitsinusa Asura Kutz Militsanis the Avaid Zara. Right? Pour him again. We're talking about some Litsanis. We're allowed to make fun of Avaid Zara. What was the fun of the Avaid Zara? I mean, we could make a lot of fun about Avaid Zaras. You know the one with Goldberg's nails? No. My father says, you know the Goldberg's nails? No? Quickly? Time for a joke? Hunter? Okay. Goldberg has a nail company. Successful nail company is a Holocaust survivor, he never missed a day of work in his life, a hard worker, ran the company himself. 50 years he's running the company, his 70th birthday, his son comes to him, Jack says, Tati, you gotta go on vacation, you never went to Florida, nothing. He says, I'm scared of flights, I'm not gonna, Tati, drive, no, I'm scared to leave the company, I'll take over, don't worry, you've trained me enough. Fine, he convinces his father. He says, okay, but listen, we're about to go into big seasons. Soon you got to come out with a new, uh, you know, uh, advertising, you know, uh, scheme. And that. Fine. Goldberg starts driving down to Florida. It's two or three days travel. And he's traveling one day. And he comes and he sees this massive billboard. And there he sees Yashka on the cross with big nails banged into him. And it says, they used Goldberg's nails. And he slams on the brake and he calls up his, you're crazy, half of our customers are Christian. Okay, we'll take it down, we'll take it, don't worry, we have plan B. This, uh, okay, they stay over in the hotel, he starts driving the next day, he passes by another billboard, and they see Yashka flat down on the ground, <laughs> bleeding all over the place. There's a bunch of bent, broken nails next to him. And it says they should have used Goldberg's nails. Nasach <laughs> Besser. So you let him make Litsanis out of Avaitazara. Fredrum Schwab, why is it when we learn the Gemara Megillah that makes fun of Avaitazara? It's all about, uh, what should I say, poop. That's what it's about. Soya, diarrhea, poop, that's what it's about. Mullet, Masa, Kovet, Kvedusa. It's a funny thing. Well, like, as our immature? What, what's going on here? What? No, right. It's one of the Psukim over there in the Megillah. So what was Pshat? Zakhtar Shah, beautiful, beautiful. He says, what was the whole thing of Avaid Zara? Avaid Zara is physicalizing God, materializing God, making images, making forms. He says, we have that in the Torah. Yod Chazaka, Zoya we have that, right? Terence says, what's Soya? Soya is the waste product that's not useful. You know, you're going to eat, but if you're just going to eat your vitamins and calories, no one's going to eat. It's got to come with the geschmack stuff too. The sugar, the car, whatever it is. But that stuff is waste. And the body expels the waste and makes use of the purposeful stuff. That's tzoya. Zakhar of Schwab. We need sometimes these metaphorical words to describe Hashem. But those metaphorical words is just to just for it to go in. It's just a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. That's the waste product. When a guy is typhus, the physical descriptions of Hashem, and he embodies Hashem in material, physical forms, images, etc., that is the tzaya of any possible description of godliness. Dr. Schwab, that's why it's tied by the tuchus. Because it's to be mechaper for the tzaya of the of of Rukhni. 
which brings to mind where he was walking with the priest and the priest says the, uh, the, 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 the rabbi is the priest sorry the priest is the rabbi why do all you rabbis walk around like this with your hand behind your back and the rabbi is the priest so why do all you priests walk around with your hands by your chest he says oh this is where we hold Yashka he says and that's where we hold him <laughs> that's, the, that's the Indian of okay Weiter. Pazik Yud Beis. So Pazik says that with the names on the shoulders and Weiter again by the Chayshin. Zamdash the Avonim Alok Kisvos Yisrael from the Zikron Yisrael. So for not Sahari not Shmoisim of the Hashem, I'll take Seifov Lezikaroin. I'd like to suggest. I don't know, but I'd like to suggest. What does it mean that Aaron's going to hold him on his shoulders? Shmoisim of the Hashem Lezikaroin. What I think it means is in Venasa. Nobody would call that carrying. If you have a badge on you, you call it carrying? It's holding, it's grasping. It's not noise. not carrying something. What I think it means is, when Aaron had all these names on him, he was carrying Klayisol on his shoulders. It made him have a zikaroin of Klayisol. And Vibalt, he had the zikaroin. He had the dedication. He had the feelings of Aaron according to his Klai Yisrael. That was Lezikarain Lefnei Hashem. Like it says in Gemara also, command the Kaspe. Like you, you, you carry the responsibilities of something, it's on your shoulders. That's what it represented. The Avnei Shoyam were up here that Aaron carries the responsibility of Klai So We know that this was the Indian of a Kohen Gadol. He had to daven that somebody shouldn't get killed by Shoyig. That's why his death frees a person from Golos. Why? It's his about Everything is his about what, what does he daven when he comes out of the Kesha Kedoshim? Yom Kippur? I would daven for Nevua, Mashiach, you name it. What does he daven? Klai Panasa. All this simple stuff. It's his worry. It's his burden. It's his Klaisol. He's carrying Klaisol on his shoulders. That's the word of Lizzie Curry. Okay, Pasuk Yud Zion. Start speaking about the, uh, <coughs> the Avonim of the Chayshen. So I don't remember, I saw once also a beautiful chat. Mm-hmm. Why say that he got the Chayshen? Because of his Gewaldiger hearts that he had from Moshe Rabbeinu, that tremendous love, that warmth. He wasn't jealous at all. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm coming to take Klaisol in Mitzrayim. Memela! He was like to the like to say is ah, and what is what is that a kapara for? When people's hearts are cold as stone, we got Arna Koyin's varma hearts to unvarm and to warm it up and teach us teach us a lesson, and that's taka kapara for klaiso. Okay, pasuk havalif pituche koysam. They have to be pituche koysam. Zog the vilna koyin pituche koysam. Ready? Beautiful job. Kashmaru gives everything out to Malachim except for three jobs. Pituke Khaisam, Kaidash Lashem. It's actually going back in the Pasik by the Avnei Shoyim. Pituke Khaisam, Kaidun Lashem. Zog the Gra, the Pituach, the Mafteach of Khaisam, Chaya, midwifery, children being born. Tichia, Tchias Amazim, and Mem, Khaisam, is Mem, is Mayim, Umatar. Those three mafteichos are kodesh l'ashem. Nobody else gets those three. Pituche chayzam kodesh l'ashem. The maril he has a kasha. He has a big problem. How they had to write it. They had to write it with engraving. If you couldn't engrave it, because they had to be full stones, right? So it was the shamir. But he has a problem. Is it called writing? This is murder because it stems with his vart that he writes by the blood of the carbon pesach and the doors of Mitzrayim on a mashke. If I've shared this with you a few times in the past, writing it backwards through the glass. Does anybody remember? No? 
Okay, Zayar, Ravosei, here we go. The Zayar says the Klaisel took the blood of the Karmen Pesach and they wrote Yudke Vavke with it on the doorposts. Fred and Arul Diskin, they're leaving that night. You can't leave Seamus to a guy. You sell a house to a guy, you got to take down the mezuzah. They're leaving that night. How could they write the Shem Hashem? He says there's a machloik, I think in the Yerushalmi, maybe it was in the Bible, I remember, if, if, the, if, if the writing was on the inside of the house or on the outside, when it says La'is, Pesach Batecha, where was it? They wrote it inside or outside. Zog the Maril and his genius, the Maril Diskin, listen to this. Zog there, the Mashkoif is called Mashkoif for a reason. It's glass. Let's in some lights. You might be able to peek through and see who's out the door. It's, it's Hushkaf. It's, it's clear. It was a window. It's glass bricks. Zog the Maril. Klaiusor went and they wrote backwards with the dam on the glass. Yud, hey, Vav, hey. You guys are seeing it forward because you're facing me. I'm writing it backwards. The mail of the writing did not have any DNA Kedusha because it's not called a Ksav. And the mail of both Pshatim and the Gemara, they wrote it inside and it was seen from outside. And the mail of they were able to erase it because it's not Mechikas Hashem because it was written backwards. Zayzak the Maril. In a similar genius, he says that's how the engraving was also over here. He says, most of us understand that it was engraved on the top. They put the shamir on the top of the stones. But he says, if you put the shamir on the top of the stones, which I don't know what they, I think it came up backwards, I don't remember exactly. Oh, because it was, it was pressed in, Rashi says. It was pressed in. So he, so he says, the, the way to do it was to go from behind it and push it in. And that way it's ksiva pituche chaisam. Just a, a similar word to what he says over there by, by the Lord of the Okay. Um, okay, we go to the Me'il, Pasuk Lama Beis. So the Me'il was Mechaper for Lashanara. Oh, now it makes a lot of sense. What does it say? Vahaya Piroshai. Doesn't speak about a neckle. Piroshai, the mouth of your head. Make sure there's a Safa. Make sure there's lips to that mouth. That can close. Because this is the lesson that's going to teach us not to talk Lashonara. Okay? Um, it says that you had Besaychan. Pasuk says, Pamoin Zav Besaychan Saviv. So you have these, these, all around you have these pomegranates of Tchelas Gam Telashani and Besaychan the bells. To the extent that some say the bells were inside the pomegranates. The other shot of Besaychan means. You never had a bell without a pomegranate next to it, which means you have to have one more pomegranate than bell. If you have 36 and 36, but you have to make sure that there's an extra pomegranate so that every single bell was besoich, was in between two, two pomegranates. Some hold some that it was a circle, some say it was, it was uh, uh, what's it called? The Ramban clearly says it was flat, the Targum says it was flat. It was, it was two sides, Shailan Sitsis, okay. But anyway, so it had to be Besoichan. I don't remember who I saw this from, but he says a beautiful pshat. What does the Pamoin Verima represent? The Pamoin is Venishma. Venishma. The Remoin, I like to say, I've said this over Rosh Hashanah numerous times, the Remoin represents Nase. The Remoin is what we call the, the something that's rake. Because it's rake from the flesh of a fruit, but it's filled with potential seeds. That's the remind. 
That's why we, on Rosh Hashanah, we say, do mitzvahs. No, Hashem should treat our commitment like the seeds of a remind. That's what remind represents. Nasa. So the remind is Nasa. It's very good. It says, Klaisel said Nasa and Lishma. They got two Ksarim. The, the Briskarav, or maybe it's the Beis Halevi, I'll tell you, says, they got two Ksarim, not Nasa and Lishma. They got two Ksarim for Nasa. One for the commitment, and one for later on doing it. So the Nasa has two, and the Nishma only has one. Every single bell of Nishma had to have two pomegranates on its side. It couldn't, you couldn't have a lone, standalone bell. They had to be double. Yeah? It had to be nicker that there's two pomegranates. Nasa and Nishma. On top of that, the Balaturim says, there's three places throughout the Nakh that we have the word Vanishma. We have it over here, Vanishma Koilite. We have it also by Nasa and Nishma. And we have it by Vanishma Pisgam Amelech in the Megillah. Back to the Megillah. Says the Balaturim, listen to this. The Gemara has a Shailah of the Adifus, the precedence that we give to Megillah over the other mitzvahs. And it has a Shailah. Megillah over Avodah and Megillah over Torah. Zakt, Zakt the Palaturim. This is Avodah, Venishma Koilai. Venasa Venishma, Venishma is Torah. Says, says the Balaturim, Venishma Pisgama Melech. The letter of the king, Hamelech, which is Megillah, that is going to be heard over Avodah and over Torah. Why? But listen to the end of the pasuk. It says, "Venishma piskam Hamelech kirabahi." It's greater. The Megillah is greater than Torah and Avodah. Now that you know who says this halacha, Rabba. Okay, that's from the Balaturim. I have to share with you the Kliyaka. The Kliyaka says that we, a strange thing we find in the Megillah. The Gemara Darshans that all of the seven advisors next to the king, right in the beginning, these advisors are all reminiscent of Kabbalists and things in the base of Megillah. Karjana is Karimanation uh, and Shtay uh, Sairim and Meres, Marsana is mixing the blood. Uh, so the partial way you learn the Gemara, I think the Mashal is Masber, is that Akash Baruch arranged that his top advisors should have the names that remind Hashem of these chosim, so it should work out that to get killed. Listen to this Kliyakar, this, this is the longest Kliyakar I've ever seen. Yeah, it should be like a Chosmas. The longest Kliyakar, listen to this. In fact, the Kliyakar, Akash used the Kliyam Mikdash. He's wearing the big Kuna Gadayla, Litiferes. Yeah. We also find Vashti or kados, kados, like the mizbeach, more food than drinks. Well, what's he telling too to the kabbalists and mizbeach? Says, says the kliyaka, beautiful. Why is it that when Belshazzar used the kalim of the base of Megdash, Belshazzar was killed, but when Achashverosh used the the the, the kliyam Megdash, his wife got killed. <laughs> Why not him? <clears throat> Listen to this words of the kliyaka. Akashverois understood that you can't abuse the Abishta's Kalim for personal use. He understood that. He also understood that you can't have a, a party like his without giving recognition to the Abishta. Like it says, Allah, somebody makes a chasana, a big simcha, you have to leave something out. You have to leave something out. The Gemara also says, how could it be Shulchan Chamale and the Shulchan Akash Baruch That's what allows us to bring a carbon oila on Yom Tov according to Basila. 
How could you go eat a shlomim when you didn't bring neighbors to a carbon? Ah, you're going to tell me it's not lochem, it is lochem. How could I eat if neighbors doesn't have a carbon? He understood that. Part of God, he understood that. And Mela, he says, Azoi, Akashveiroi set up his party with Ramazim Lechvoid Hashem. I'm recognizing the Eberster. I recognize that there was a Churban. And the Jew, he felt the Jews are lost. It's a lost case. But I'm making a Zecher. I'm making a Zecher. The advisors are all names of the Beis Amigdash. I'm doing not, he says, Balshatzer. He says, Balshatzer had more drinks than food. What's the Raya? When Vashti said, the, the stable boy of my grandfather could have a thousand drinks. They had more drinks than food. He's giving recognition to the Mizbeach. Zok the Kliyakar, it was wrong what he did, but he had a good kavana. He wasn't killed, instead Vashti was killed. What? Yeah, she also, she did plenty wrong. But, what? She was big dekuno? Okay. Maybe that's not why she got killed. She didn't do it, L'shem Shemayim. But Akashveir, he said, was doing all of this with a shtickle, a shtickle L'shem Shemayim. Stelling to Abyssal, to the Eberster's, to the Eberster's palace. I'm making such a big party, I have to show, show the Eberster as well. There's still a lot more to do, but we're ready all the time. Have a good night.